Welcome back to the Retirement is Within Reach podcast. My name is Jerry Doherty. Thanks for stopping by today. And as I always say, it's good to see everybody. I appreciate you tuning in every week to this podcast. And in addition to hosting this podcast, you know, for the past 10 years, I've been hosting a daily retirement radio program on a Massachusetts radio station, WCRN, a 50,000-watt station, very powerful signal. I'm on Monday through Friday from 11 to noon. And if you'd ever like to listen, simply say, Alexa, play WCRN. And like magic, you'll get more retirement planning information in one week from listening to my radio program than some people get in an entire lifetime. So previously on this podcast, I covered uh, the topics of retirement being all about income. And last week, I covered average versus actual returns and the sequence of returns. Very kind of dull topics in their own way, but very important for retirees to know. And tonight, I'd like to cover another one of these topics that's called Monte Carlo Simulation. Some of you have probably met with somebody who has decided to take you through Monte Carlo Simulation to generate retirement income. So let me explain Monte Carlo Simulation so you have some background on it. You know, we've all heard the old expression, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. And somewhere in the 1590s, William Shakespeare wrote that famous line in his play, Romeo and Juliet. You see, Juliet loved Romeo, and although he was a member of the Montague family, the archenemies of Juliet's family, the Capulets, Juliet loved him anyway. And in reference to her love of Romeo, Juliet spoke the now infamous words, that which we call a rose would smell as sweet by any other name. Now, more than 400 years later, that expression is ingrained as part of our modern speech. And simply put, it means that when something is good, it really doesn't matter what we call it, it will always be viewed as something good. But what about the opposite of that sentiment? What if something were just inherently bad? Would we still see its inherent badness if we called it something good? You see, many times there are things that are just plain bad, but they're called something good in an effort to kind of deceive us. You know, essentially it's a form of propaganda or maybe even disinformation. So have your world travels ever landed you in Monte Carlo, the high-stakes gambling capital of Europe? You know, Monte Carlo is actually a principality of Monaco, and it's located in the French Riviera. It sounds very glamorous and romantic, and you know what it actually is. In 1955, Cary Grant and the beautiful Grace Kelly headed to Monte Carlo to film the movie To Catch a Thief. And in May of that year, while attending the Cannes Film Festival, Grace met Prince Ranier of Monaco, And a year later, the two were married. Now, beyond To Catch a Thief, many movies have been filmed in Monte Carlo, including several James Bond thrillers. So over the decades, the words Monte Carlo have become synonymous with glamour, with excitement, and with romance. But what if you took the words Monte Carlo and you attached them to something that wasn't glamorous, wasn't exciting, and certainly wasn't very romantic? Well, in retirement planning, most people experience, they go through a conventional wisdom process. Plans are often built upon assumptions of where markets are headed in the future. And retirement calculations count upon hypothetical assumed rates of return that are balanced against assumed withdrawal rates. And as long as the retiree's nest egg is enjoying an assumed rate of return that is consistently exceeding the withdrawal rate, then the retiree is going to be in pretty good shape. But what happens when the withdrawal rate 
exceeds the rate of return that's being credited to someone's retirement nest egg. In other words, what would happen to your nest egg if it earned less money than you took out? Well, of course, the nest egg is going to begin to shrink. It's going to become depleted. The account's going to be running out of money. And obviously, that's going to spell big trouble. So in conventional retirement planning, there's a technique known as Monte Carlo analysis. Sounds pretty intriguing, doesn't it? Very James Bond sounding. My retirement plan is built upon Monte Carlo analysis. Just by saying that, you might feel like you're watching the latest James Bond film. But what is Monte Carlo analysis actually? To understand that, you have to actually understand what Monte Carlo really is. And Monte Carlo is a gambling casino. That's all that it is. So Monte Carlo analysis is essentially a gambling analysis. It's used to evaluate and attempts to predict certain outcomes. It's a risk analysis tool, just like casinos use in any common game of chance, roulette, poker, slot machines, that are all subject to random, unpredictable behavior. So when Monte Carlo analysis is applied to a retiree's nest egg, it's going to show the probability of your nest egg being depleted to zero. Now that's calculated by using assumed rates of return balanced against certain assumed withdrawal rates. But as you change each assumption, the analysis will show a range of outcomes that go from very good to very bad. Now remember, the key word here is that Monte Carlo analysis is based upon probabilities. In other words, the odds, just like in gambling casinos. So what are the odds of you hitting blackjack? Think about Monte Carlo analysis this way. If you had $100 and you withdrew $50 per year, I think we'd all agree that the odds would be pretty high that you'd run out of money in two years. I think everybody follows that, right? Okay. Well, what if you withdrew $33 a year from your $100? Well, I think the odds would still be pretty high that you'd run out of money in about three years, right? But what if things got a little bit more complicated? What if you withdrew just $5 per year from your account? And what if your account were simultaneously earning $5 per year consistently? Well, under that scenario, you'd never run out of money. But what if you had just one bad year and you lost 10% of your nest egg? As we all know, markets move up and markets move down. We don't live in a predictable world. Markets hold randomness. And what if that same year that you suffered that 10% loss, you also continue to withdraw your $5 income? Let's see, your 10% loss would have turned your $100 into $90, and your $5 income withdrawal would have depleted it down to $85. So under that scenario, your withdrawal rate would be exceeding your rate of return. So each year, if that continued, your nest egg would continue to get smaller and smaller and smaller, dwindling day by day until one day, poof, your nest egg is gone and the retiree runs out of money. You see, the problem with Monte Carlo analysis is that it's based upon probabilities. It's not based upon guarantees. So when you're lying in bed late at night staring at that blank white ceiling with the memories of the day's economic news and geopolitical turmoil spinning through your head, Things like falling markets, rising markets, collapsing countries, failed political structures, terrorism, oil prices, and a dysfunctional Washington, D.C. What are you going to do to drift peacefully off to sleep? I wonder. You see, if Monte Carlo analysis were called something else, something like Las Vegas analysis, 
What would you do? What would you do if a guy showed up at your door and he said, I'm going to apply a little Las Vegas analysis to your retirement income? What would you do? What would you say to that guy? Well, I think I'd say that same thing. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening with Monte Carlo analysis, but it certainly sounds a lot better, doesn't it? It's kind of the opposite of a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. You know, when it comes to something as important as your retirement income, you don't want a plan that's based upon a range of outcomes. You don't want a retirement income plan that's based upon probabilities and the odds that something may or may not happen. I would assume that most of you want guarantees. You want to know that your retirement income isn't going to change based upon market ups and downs. Your retirement income shouldn't fluctuate month after month based upon the whims of an unpredictable economy and unforeseen geopolitical events that hold the potential to negatively impact that economy. You know, when you really think about it, how much fun and romance are you going to have during retirement if you're worried about things like that every day? When you retire, don't you want to truly retire? Let me ask that question again. When you retire, don't you want to truly retire? Isn't that what you've worked your whole life for? Retirement income plans should be built upon guarantees so you can truly retire. And when they're built upon anything less than guarantees, you're not going to be able to retire. Instead, you're going to find yourself sitting in front of a computer screen, checking on markets day in and day out, or perhaps staring at financial news channels, closely watching the ticker at the bottom of the screen. And each day of your retirement is going to consist of tracking gains and losses, making sure that you're not spending more money than your nest egg is earning. You know, I think we all have a vision for our retirement, but I doubt that very many of you have that vision for your retirement. Despite that, as I meet with people who are close to retiring, individuals who are standing at retirement's doorstep, I'm hearing and seeing the same thing over and over again. And in all honesty, sometimes it keeps me awake at night. Let me paint a picture of how I think most people envision their retirement. I think most people see themselves in retirement enjoying life, doing the things that truly bring them happiness, however you define happiness. It could be spending time with grandchildren, it could be taking your spouse on that special trip that you never took while you were working. Maybe it's playing a little bit more golf or tennis. Maybe it's volunteering at your church or in your community. I don't know. Happiness is really subjective. Your definition of happiness belongs to you. So I'll ask you again, how do you envision your retirement? Do you see it filled with the stress and uncertainty of probabilities and odds of things that might or might not happen? Or do you envision the comfort and confidence that's brought about by guarantees? Which picture better fits your vision? You know, I bet the majority of you listening to me right now have a retirement income plan that's designed on some type of Monte Carlo analysis, on probabilities and on odds of success. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You do have better alternatives. So, you know, most of you, when you think about probabilities and odds of success, most of you are probably familiar with Waterford Crystal. Are you familiar with Waterford Crystal? I bet that you are. Waterford is a specific type of crystal. It's named for Waterford, Ireland, and its origins date back to the 1700s. You know, I have to tell you, in the living room at my house, I have two beautiful Waterford Crystal lamps that were once given to me as a gift from some people who I worked with. 
They're really beautiful lamps, unusually beautiful, especially when sunlight streams through the room. They're really works of art. You know, for many admirers, crystal is considered unequaled in its beauty and its mystique. Yes, I said mystique. There's something very mysterious and magical in the way that light and color and one's imagination sparkle through crystal's prisms, creating windows into the soul of time, the past and the future. Crystal provides a vision for what was and what will be in the future. Crystal is indeed magical. And many a sorcerer from Merlin to the Wicked Witch of the West have gazed into their crystal balls, relying on its powers to forecast and foretell all sorts of misfortune and all sorts of glory, the good and the bad. But to most of us, crystal ball gazing sounds so archaic, doesn't it? Sounds so non-scientific, rooted in centuries-old culture and folklore. But believe it or not, to this very day, crystal ball gazing remains a really thriving industry. Did you know that if you go onto the internet and you Google it, you can find a beginner's guide on how to use a crystal ball? And one of the main things that any beginner needs to know is how to set the right atmosphere for gazing into their brand new prognostic crystal ball. And best practices suggest that you use candles for lighting, that you burn incense, and of course, that you must adopt a psychic frame of mind, ready to foretell the future. Crystal ball gazing is known as scrying. That's spelled S-C-R-Y-I-N-G. And it's defined as using a crystal ball to discover hidden knowledge or future events. And there are many among us who are faithful devotees of scrying. Despite uh, that we're not in the Halloween season right now, it seems that in our economy, there's a lot of crystal ball gazing going on. And I have to tell you, all this scrying about our economy right now with bank failures, with a very erratic stock market, with a lot of geopolitical turmoil, is really getting me a little tired. Economists uh, use crystal balls and they call it forecasting. But unlike other types of forecasting, such as weather forecasting, Predicting economic conditions is hardly ever accurate. You know, TV weathermen are right most of the time, whereas economists are wrong most of the time, even the good ones. That's the way it works out when you're doing crystal ball gazing into the U.S. economy. Yet despite that uh, reality, economists will continue to do their crystal ball gazing, attempting to foretell the future. And many retirees, maybe even somebody like you listening to me right, right now, will embrace these economic forecasts. And based upon these forecasts, you'll make decisions about where to invest your retirement savings. Does that describe you? Well, you know what? My crystal ball tells me it probably does. So what do you think about all this? Can anyone really predict the future? Are you investing your retirement nest egg with Merlin Financial Services? You know, years ago, when we still used telephone answering machines in our homes, remember that? I would arrive home from work and I'd listen to all the messages that had been left during the day. And once in a while, I'd receive a message from this really crazy lady. She was a so-called fortune teller. You'd see her on TV, Miss Cleo, remember her? I think she got herself into some type of legal trouble, protection, consumer protection type stuff or something. I'm not sure, but poof, now she's gone. In any case, one day when I arrived home, there was a message on my answering machine saying something along the lines of, please call Miss Cleo. She has an important message about your future. Some of you may have received exactly that same telephone message. So you know what? One day, 
I got home from work. I was kind of tired. I poured a glass of wine. I think it was a Claret, lovely glass of wine. And I decided to return the call. And when the crystal ball gazing fortune teller on the other end answered the phone in her mystifying voice, she asked, who is this? And I, of course, in my Massachusetts voice said, you don't know who this is? I thought that you knew how to predict the future. Why can't you tell who's calling you? From there, I have to tell you, my friends, the conversation only deteriorated and deteriorated rather rapidly. The hoax was unmasked. My point in all of this, of course, is that Miss Cleo couldn't tell the future. I can't tell the future. You can't tell the future. And neither can anyone else, including economists. Yet for many of you, you'll use economic fortune telling as the basis for your decisions about where to invest your retirement nest egg. No one knows what the future holds for the U.S. economy. And as we've seen in the past, there are a million variables that in an instant can catch everyone off guard and can change the best laid plans. We've seen this time and time again. And the best lesson to be learned from all of this is that the future is going to be rooted in the past. The future is nothing more than a repetition of the past. What happened yesterday will indeed happen again, but we don't know when. Surprise events beyond anyone's ability to foretell will happen. Of that, you can be sure. But beyond that, you can be sure of little else. You know, at this particular moment, we're living in a really changing world, both politically and economically. Pendulums are swinging. And, you know, we tend to think that just domestic things like policy coming out of Washington, D.C. affects U.S. markets, and it does. But markets are complicated, and they're susceptible to all sorts of world events, too. So when you really consider all the possibilities, there emerges a reality that we all know but few of us are willing to admit. And that reality is, is that markets possess randomness. Markets hold an unpredictable nature. Anything can affect markets. Markets are devoid of certainty. Markets cannot be predicted. Try as we may, even gazing into our crystal balls. Let me give you a really good example of what I mean. I'm sure that most of you are familiar with the magazine, The Economist. Great magazine. So about five years ago or so, they published an article titled, No Monkey Business. You can Google that article and it will pop right up. I'd encourage you to read this article. And in the article, they refer to uh, Bert Melchiel's 1973 best-selling book called The Random Walk Down Wall Street. If you haven't read A Random Walk Down Wall Street, that really suggests that it's been reprinted many, many times, has sold millions and millions of copies. It's really a classic. So here's what they wrote in that Economist article titled No Monkey Business. They said, they wrote, a blindfolded monkey throwing darts, a blindfolded monkey throwing darts, at a newspaper's financial pages, wrote Bert Melchiel in a random walk down, nine, uh, down Wall Street, his 1973 bestseller, could select a portfolio that would do just as well as one carefully selected by experts. Isn't that amazing? Many investors took issue with Mr. Melchiel, an, economist, an economics professor at Princeton University. Some researchers have contested his prediction, not because they think he exaggerated the power of picking stocks, Rather, he was too modest. Simulating a dart-throwing monkey has resulted in portfolios that would not just beat many investors, but also outperform the market, end quote. That's from The Economist. As I mentioned, A Random Walk Down Wall Street is now in its 11th edition, 
and it sold more than 1.5 million copies. It's a stark reality check for any retirees who's any retiree whose retirement strategy is based upon the whims of an unpredictable market and the potential for geopolitical events to derail those retirement strategies. Just think for a moment about the reality of what Mr. Melchior wrote about 50 years ago. Simulating a dart-throwing monkey has resulted in portfolios that would not just beat many investors, but also outperform the market. Simply amazing. Wow. Can any informed person possibly deny that markets hold randomness? Can any informed person explain how they have fallen victim to economic scrying? So let's bring the focus back to you. You know, you're probably listening to me right now, perhaps as you're driving your car, or perhaps sitting in the comfort of your house. So if you are driving your car, you're probably headed somewhere. And I'm sure you're not driving aimlessly. You're clearly on a, 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 a definite path. You're clearly headed to your destination. And I bet you know what lays ahead of you. You probably even know the twists and the turns in the road. Now take a moment and think about your retirement strategy. You've spent a lifetime building up your savings, and now retirement looms near. It's right around the next corner. If you're investing those savings as if you were years younger, maybe 40 years old, the same way that you were decades ago, exposing them to risk and the possibility of loss, continuing in a financial posture that you've left unaltered for decades, a posture that's out of line with the current stage of life, given your proximity to retirement, exposing your assets to market randomness as you did as a younger man. How can you possibly have any idea what lays ahead in the road or where you're ending up? Look, if that's, if that's your investment posture, if that describes you, Bert Melchior might just say figuratively that you have a dart-throwing monkey driving your car. Well, listen, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you tune in next week. My company is called Boston Independence Group. I'm located in uh, Westboro, Massachusetts, about 30 miles west of Boston. If you'd ever like to reach me, my toll-free number is 877-772-1776. Again, that's 877-772-1776. And you can always reach me on the web at bostonindependencegroup.com bostonindependencegroup.com. That's a great site to bookmark, led with tons of helpful information that every retiree should be aware of. Until next week, this is Jerry Doherty saying retirement is within reach.